3: And the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Dun,
4: dun, 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 dun. What's up guys? It's Tuesday, April 16th, 2013. This is episode 78 of Attack of the Androids. Every week right here, attackoftheandroids.com. Check it out. My name's Matt Lee. Joining me tonight, we got Shane Brady. What's up, Shane? Hey guys. We got Eric Fink and Boehner on Skype. What's up, Eric? Matt, I made, I made two new friends today. I see And I think that. they're on this podcast. And you brought them here. If you guys yes. check out Google+, Plus, you will have seen that I was on an episode of the Android Coliseum. And so we had so much fun, we decided, hey, let's cross-pollinate. We got a couple of the Android Coliseum guys joining us this evening for episode 78. We got Ryan Moore. What's up, Ryan?
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks for having us on.
4: Hey, good to have you for sure, man. And we got Tom Gray. What's up, Tom? Howdy. You guys want to give uh, just a quick shout-out for uh, your guys' site and just like a quick summary of what you guys do, uh, Ryan?
1: Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, Tom and I are from, as you said, Android Coliseum. It's a little blog that uh, basically myself, Tom, and a couple other friends have just decided to build on our own and uh, – yeah, just a couple average joes talking about Android and nothing more. Uh, more Canadian than that. Good stuff. And I'll tell you what really caught
4: my eye when I was looking at your guys' stuff. Uh, one of you is a massive database geek. Is that you, Ryan, or is that Tom? That's Ryan. Ryan. Okay, so there's. Uh, that's... <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts because I drive for a living. My day job, I, I drive around all the time, and so out of all the podcast websites I've ever been to, I've never seen one that has a link on their page that says databases. I'm like, ooh, data. I like this. So I go in and check it out. And this fool has, like, I didn't even know some of these Google Now commands existed. You have a giant database of all these cool Google Now commands. You have an amazing database of uh, Canadian-focused apps and devices. I just wanted to say, like, props, man. That, that's really cool.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah. No, it's it's something that when we write articles, I find I keep myself going back to reference things. Right. So A, Google Docs was a great way to sort of keep a dynamic article going all the time. But I think it's just my science background. I need to have data. I need to have a chart. I need to put things together in some sort of consumable amount. Otherwise, it's just notes and stuff. So yeah, I mean, keeping track of, I mean, what devices can you buy out there? What devices can... Are going to get different updates, uh, the Google Now commands, stuff like that. I'm never going to keep track of in my little tiny brain, so I need to make <laughs> a database and
4: share that with others. It's like Johnny Manomic over here just upgrading his memory storage to remember <laughs> the world. <laughs> so it's all I'll, in the cloud. Yeah, yeah I'm love big the, on the cloud. Love the cloud. Love it. Uh, let's start out. We were talking uh, the last couple episodes about Facebook Home. Uh, Eric, you've actually installed this and you've been messing with it. Uh, you want to give us a quick rundown? Yeah. I, in summary, I think that
2: Facebook did exactly what they need to do for the most part. Sure. The one mistake they made was that I, they should have just made it available for all devices instead of you know making the community hack facebook apks and stuff um which is what i had to do i have a nexus 4 and i had to go out to xda find these tweaked apk files and sideload those well now
4: wait you with- can you can go to the play store and get their new facebook home app you're saying that you don't be silly this, this app is incompatible with my device. Oh, because it's a Nexus device, and as uh, Ryan says there, there is no Nexus support, not yet at least. Which I don't, I don't get. That should be the easiest thing to support. Why do you and suppose that fine. is, though? Is there something with Facebook Home and HTC Sense that maybe we're not getting? Because it works on other, like Samsung, it works on Motorola, it works on other devices, just not Nexus devices. So what's the difference there?
3: I have yet to find anything that does not work. They went for the biggest numbers of devices. Is that what it is? Yeah, so all those all those phones this was the S2, the S3, the S4. Those are very very popular, so they get a wide swath of audience. Ah, and then they have the advantage of only having to support a couple different. And phones. so, do you That's think? Anyway.
4: Do you think they figure that the Nexus line is more aimed towards uber geeks and developers who don't really want this, or what? Do you was the, you think there was any reasoning there?
3: I wouldn't expect people with the stock devices to be their target audience. Sure, sure, that makes sense. Uh, Ryan, any thoughts?
1: Uh, well, I was just thinking. I mean, like we said earlier, an, a Nexus device should be the easiest one in order to port it onto, or you know, to build an app on. I mean, because it has the least number of extra builds or extra libraries put on top of it, whereas Touch, TouchWiz, uh, Sense, etc., has all those extra libraries and stuff right, right. that it would have to tap into. But. It's weird, we just got it available just now in Canada, so I thought, oh, an extra week or so uh, that it would eventually have come out to the Nexus line, and it still hasn't yet, so I'm not going to give it a try. What
4: do you think, Tom? Have you messed with this at all?
0: I haven't messed with it, but hearing from you guys and doing all the reading I've done, it almost seems like the Facebook Home is not available for the Nexus because the Nexus doesn't come with it pre-installed. It seems like the devices that are supporting it are the devices that currently are or have in the past, had it pre-installed as "quote-unquote" bloatware. So I mean, like your Galaxy S's, your uh, your HTC's, all came with Facebook already in. Out so of the box. you're
4: saying just the Facebook app, like the app that the rest of us are using.
0: But because like oh, Samsung are supporting Facebook, in turn, Facebook's like, well, we're going to give you Facebook Home. You know, you shake our hand, we're going to shake it back, right? Kind of patty other's back saying, well, Nexus is not doing that. Maybe that's why they're gotten the cold shoulder.
1: Right,
4: right. What do you think, Ryan?
1: Sorry, I was just going to say because when you get the Samsung or the HTC, the Facebook, the official Facebook app doesn't come installed, but the Facebook plugin for their app, their account syncing, comes pre installed. Ah, right, like right. if you go to account you can but the actual app itself isn't there. So and maybe that was there's a... some sort of built in library that it Taps automatically.
4: Yeah, I remember that being a thing a while ago. Uh, maybe back in the Droid X days when we were putting science mod and people were like, I have no Facebook uh, contact support. And they're like, Well, you gotta do this and this and this and then you'll you'll get it on there. So yeah, maybe that that's, that's a really good point.
3: But you actually we need must the the app right for it to work. What's that, Shane? And you messenger. need the app for it to work. Right. Yeah, right. And, mes- and and Messenger. So I don't think the plugin will work. In fact, all the data, all the permissions are on the app and not the uh, Facebook home app. Hmm.
4: What were you gonna say, Eric?
2: We're we're I think we're on the right track here because it this is not this is obviously not a technological issue. The the original hack to get this working on people's phones was to just go into your build prop and tell it right. that you're a Galaxy S three. Right. Just change the idea. So, I mean it but I can see I I really can see why people would want to try this out. This is beautiful. It is a it is very well done. Um, I hate that I don't see my notification bar anymore because um, I feel really disconnected from all those services that I've you know gotten really tied into like right, right. like Google Voice and such. But I I wholeheartedly think that. Google needs to do a similar treatment with Google Plus, like make this like a daydream thing for for Jelly Bean devices. Well, and Eric, it's just been, it's wonderful.
4: Google's been trying to, you know, and not maybe necessarily making their own launcher and having it completely take over the device, but they've really been pushing Google Plus with every new Android activation. You know, like here, sign up for this when you put in your uh, Google account. So it's. It's there. I'll tell you, I updated, uh, what was it, a few days ago, I think, when when the Facebook Messenger app and the regular Facebook app got updated. And it was kind of jarring at first because the update brought along with it the uh, chat faces or whatever people are calling it. And so I was talking to somebody from uh, G, uh, Grand Unified Theory, uh, talking about some hip-hop stuff. And I put my phone down and I come back in and, you know, I use my whole home screen. So it was weird... Seeing this extra layer on top of where all my apps were, it was like completely out of place. And there's my buddy's face, just like hi. (laughs) So odd at first, but it it is kind of neat, actually. I kind of like it.
2: Yeah, is it reminiscent of Google? Like the chat head? Is that reminiscent to anybody of Google Plus? Like the like how they? I think they originally showed your avatar as like a little, like in a little circle. Yeah, like the design.
4: It it does kind of remind you of that as far as the circles go because you're generally social networks you're used to seeing a square so it's it's a little different going along with Google's circles and and
3: whatnot but you also don't need the Facebook home to use the chat heads by the
4: way right no I have it on my Galaxy Nexus it came with yeah. the Facebook Messenger update and you'll yeah, see I, I... if you look at the permissions there was a new permission uh, about I forget what it was called um. Overlay on top of screen other overlay yeah yeah that so and that's what obviously allows you uh, to have the functionality of having these chat heads over the top of uh, your your home screens.
3: Yeah, I installed it and then uninstalled about three minutes later. <laughs> um, I, I think it's if you're somebody who uses your phone to do stuff, and I don't consider doing Facebook, doing anything. That's uh, disposable
4: but, computing, as we've discussed in the past.
3: Yeah, it's awful. Actually, I don't. I didn't like it at all. And I'll like, tell if you, need you to get, I... get to your email. It's terrible. <laughs> if you need to get to your calendar, it's awful. Well, and um... for
4: me, it, it. I don't know if it's maybe my Galaxy Nexus dying finally, like yours did. But Facebook has been not responding and making Watchdog pop up that yo, this is spinning way too many process cycles. You need to get it under control. Uh, oh, I, that's the app. And yeah, and it's been like that. And you know, it's like we play the game better or worse. This new update. Not better. <laughs> I don't know if it's exactly worse, but it's definitely not any better. Facebook Messenger app. I'll give you a better for that one. It's it. De- it didn't get worse, but it's a little better.
3: Eric, let me ask you this: Do you have fr- the type of friends and information in your Facebook feed that makes it like not ugly or not li- like? for instance, yesterday, did you have a bunch of conspiracy theories about the Boston bombing oh, on my your goodness. screen? You oh, know, and all that type blog. of stuff. I mean. I mean, that's the type of stuff that you can see on your home screen with this this and, and ads.
4: Did you see, though, that same stuff on Google Plus and Twitter? I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, but
3: did not, on my, I didn't not nec- on my phone.
4: Really? Well, yeah, I it I'm depends how you have your phone set up. I have the Tweetcaster widget because that's generally a, a quick scroll to get uh, caught up with the world. And then I can go to either Google Plus, which is number two, and then Facebook, uh, which is number three. So,
2: All right. When uh, I installed this and logged in... Facebook sent me an email saying "Welcome back."
4: So that tells you how much I use Facebook. Nice. And- Welcome back, Eric. We've missed your information. I mean, you. We've missed you and your. Draft. I'm not.
2: I'm not going to use this because I honestly, my I've moved my social interaction when I when I actually interact socially online with people. I've moved it to Google Plus, which is why I want the I want the Google Plus treatment of this idea. Right. If you if like Shane said, if you don't use your phone to do things. <laughs> this is great. I love that if, if analogy. All you, if literally all you do is make phone calls and and look on Facebook, this is a godsend. You should go out and and buy that ninety nine dollar piece of crap phone and have fun.
3: <laughs> Actually, uh, Eric, how do you get to the phone from Facebook Home? I heard people complain that they took the phone icon off.
2: Really? They did. You have to. <laughs> what you have to do is you you have to go to your chat head. No. And when you when you long press on it, it it has like a menu where if you swipe up, you get. Um, if you swipe up you get one thing if you swipe to the right you get your apps you have to go into your apps and go to phone
4: Oh, no. home like, really literally
2: overtakes everything
4: <laughs> so this is where we're truly seeing the devices not used for phone calls even though it's a phone so, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, all right, so basically we... this is for people who
3: don't, you do anything useful with a phone exactly, disposable so... computing
4: for the burner generation uh, before we move on, uh, I just want to ask the, the guys from Android Coliseum, Ryan and uh, Tom, do you use Google Plus or are you Facebook or Twitter Like, what's your social network of choice, Ryan? Google Plus all the way. Google Plus. Tom? Same? Oh, sorry. Brian. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, sorry. I'm like, I got Tom, it. I'm
1: Google Plus all the way. For sure. I mean, I still keep Facebook just for family and a couple because I have to do it for work, so I keep it. But there's just no way it, it holds the same appeal to me as Google Plus does. But, I mean, to get back to the comment about getting to the phone, we just did that poll on our site. You know, less than 20% are using their fo- their phones as phones. So, I mean, it's... It's not a big loss wouldn't be a big loss to me not be able to get at my phone as easily as long as I could still answer when it, people called me but I'm just waiting for somebody to get you know the Facebook home and turn it into Google Plus home or some sort of styling that didn't have to do with Facebook
3: mm-hmm.
0: I mean my reason for going pro Google Plus as well is honestly is because 90% of all my usage is on my phone The Facebook app back a year ago and even today.
4: Oh, horrendous. It's It's terrible. Horrendous, yeah, for sure. So,
0: I mean, Google Plus, Facebook handed me over to Google Plus, and I fell in love with it. And I've actually since quit my Facebook profile, though they still have it there for like years and years and years. I don't use it anymore. I'm all in on Google Plus.
4: They have done uh, an extremely amazing job as far as making the app usable on both tablets and uh, smaller screen devices. It looks beautiful, and it's like if you go update to update and and watch. Like we said, we play the game better or worse. Google Plus has been better every single update, very, very, very much better. And Facebook, like it gets better and then it gets worse and then it gets even worse. And it's like it can be done code can be written well <laughs> like you're just not doing it so it's it's interesting do you guys find uh, that you do need to be on as many social networks as you can stomach for the show no really you don't go where the fans are or where the the potential fans are nope.
0: in my opinion the fans will come to us if they wish to see our stuff
4: Wow. I, I'm not
0: gonna wow. reach out to all the different trees and spread my seeds. No. If they're real fans, they will seek us out. That's... and that's the whole thing about having a small community is everyone could know everyone else and we all just band together and have a good time. It's not about being the biggest blog. It's about being surrounded by friends with equal minds of Android.
4: Damn. Well Bless you, said, sir. man, for sure. That's that's good. Me personally, I pander to the masses, so I try to <laughs> put it out there on uh the the major ones at least. But I have been finding that I'm getting more interaction and uh better quality interaction on Google Plus. Twitter is more of the megaphone like here's mm. what we're doing, check it out and getting news and then Facebook is basically you copy and paste what you put on Google Plus. <laughs> so
3: Facebook is like visiting your parents for the holidays. That type right, of thing. Right, yeah, fun. yeah. <laughs> Your, your
4: experience. All right, uh, let's move on a little bit. Google uh, reveals some glass specs. I know we haven't really heard much about as far as uh, the the technical specifications for glass. Uh, five megapixel photos, 720p video. It charges via micro USB, uh, but Google provides decidedly Vulcan warning to using a third party option. Quote. While there are thousands of micro-USB chargers out there, glass is designed and tested with the included charger in mind. Use it and preserve long and prosperous glass use. (laughs) Uh, 16 gig flash storage, 12 of which is usable and synced to the cloud. Uh, The battery is intended to last through a day of, quote, typical use, assuming you're not recording that much video. Uh, The resolution... Google says uh, the high-resolution display is the equivalent of a 25-inch high-definition screen from 8 feet away. Oh Are you guys excited for this, Ryan? You guys uh, get into this at all?
1: So here, here's the, the, the funny story about Google Glass because I was excited to be part of the If I Had Glass Glass Explor- Explorers. Sure. And I, and I tweeted and I put my thing out there saying, if I had Glass, I would do that. I had some great ideas for work.
4: If I had Glass, and I would take I out a loan for $1,500 so that I could then pay for Glass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is now funny because those people who've now said, oh, you could borrow my Glass sometime if you, you know, pay into my Kickstarter. Now, Google Glass has actually said, you're not allowed to let this out to anybody else. Really? You have to keep it. and not. There's a thing that says, if we see somebody else's account tied to it, we will turn it off. Really? So There's they're tying this the other day saying that
4: Wow, they're tying it to their individual Gmail accounts and that's it. There is no
1: switch account. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you can't that's say great. Oh, okay, I'm gonna lend this my my parents for the night, and let them try it out. They're gonna see that and go, listen, no, we kinda said this is just for you. You're a glass explorer. You're both shut out.
4: Now, do you, do you think so, that anyway, just uh, goes with the Explorer Edition because it's still in development and testing? Do you think that'll carry through to the uh, consumer version?
1: No, I think that's just going to be for the if I had Glass Explorers or the IO Glass okay. Experience guys. Sure. So I think that's the, the thing. I saw Russell Hawley posted something about that today saying, well, here's the terms of conditions. And written, highlighted right at the bottom was, do not lend this out. Like, so you're sort of you know uh, under embargo to use this but you know I'm excited I, I want to see what people happen I actually got an invite to be part of uh, glass explorers but because I'm Canadian I wasn't I was immediately rejected oh, so man um, pullver moi you know but that is fine I will live I will wait and but I I, I was is it cool to see the specs out today and, I mean I, I really like to see how they they said that, you know, an HD, you know, signal up to 28 feet away or whatever it was. And that was a weird way to say it. And I but I think it was best in their mind that they didn't say it's only 720 pixels or whatever. It well, does. it'll be shooting or, you know, or some number.
4: Right. The video you're recording is 720p. What you see physically through the little glass, through the, the prism there, is the equivalent of a 25-inch HD screen from 8 feet away. So that's basically, if you put yourself in it, the overlay on, on your reality is going to yeah. be like a two like a 25-inch display. It's not going to be a Oculus Rift, but, you know, for augmented reality. I'm more excited for version 2 or 3. I feel like if I got in it too early, it would be frustrating, and it would ruin the experience. But mm-hmm. I'm not a developer, so, you know. Uh, Tom, what do you think?
0: We uh, were actually talking about that our last hangout about, uh, you know, would we use Google Glass in a real-life situation? The
4: social implications of, of yeah.
1: yeah, Yeah, and
0: my, my comment was I, I'd love to try it. I, I would love to get my hands on it, but would I wear it in public? Because we were kind of laughing, you know, goofing around saying, you know, those guys who wear the uh, the Bluetooth headset when they're walking around, you know, they're talking to themselves and how goofy they look. And then, you know, Ryan goes on and goes, oh, you know, I'd love to get my hands on a set of glasses. And I says, well, yeah, but if the headset's goofy, what do you think the glasses are going to make you look like? I mean, that's just, that's just the next level. So we're kind of discussing whether or not it's socially acceptable at this point. Somebody's going to have to do the groundbreaking work and kind of take the flack from everybody else, going, oh, you look like an idiot, right? but And then next year, everyone will have them. So, I mean, somebody has to kind of make that point. It's just like the Galaxy Note. I can't believe you hold that giant thing to your ear. It looks so funny. But now so many people are doing it. You know what I mean? Go ahead, Ryan.
1: Yeah, I I was just going to say, I mean, I think part of why we say those guys with the Bluetooth headsets in are douchebags and hipsters or whatever is the way that they're using it. The same guy that you see at the coffee shop that's out there Instagramming every little, you know, cheesecake and muffin because it's just the way that they're using it. And I think the fact this Glass Explorer program is going to, Highlight what these can do, so it's it takes away that that stigma of they're not just Instagramming these things and you know doing it for whatever you know social you know sake that it's actually you know building an experience, and I think that would would you know, provide a rich understanding of what the these are for.
3: That makes sense.
2: I I volunteer to be that to be that trailblazer for you. To to make it socially acceptable because I I just want this. I want this so bad. And I just I want that I want to know how much it's going to be. I want to put it on. I want to wear it. I want some guy to try to punch me because he thinks I'm videotaping him. <laughs> I'm right. ready for this. I think it's gonna be great. I'm, I'm a little I was a little disappointed I, when I, can- I saw that it's only gonna be 12 gigs of usable space. But I mean, I guess that's I guess that's fine. That's as much as I have my camera. I mean, in my well, and uh, in think my about Netflix it, core. it's
4: tethered to your phone all the time, so you actually have more space than that. But as far as what the device itself comes with, twelve gigs, right? Yes. What were you going to say, Tom?
0: Oh, nothing. Uh, he had said that some guy trying to punch him in the face. For oh, yeah, yeah. Filming, and uh, my my comment I chatted here for us was, uh, and uh, the police arresting you for filming them quote unquote, you know, without consent because yeah. they say, "Oh, you have glasses on. Here's another reason I can uh, slap you around a little bit, put some cuffs on. you. They don't
4: like that. I'll, I'll tell you up here, uh, oh. when we had <laughs> medical marijuana was going on, there were dispensaries. A friend of mine ran a dispensary and they were getting raided by the feds. And so I was driving by and I saw this happening. I go park and get out and just standing on the corner nonchalantly with my cell phone filming them, and one of the feds rolled right over to me, tried to snatch the phone, put me in handcuffs, and like they they, they don't like I, I wasn't in the way, I wasn't obstructing any justice, you know it was just uh, yeah, so with this being more pervasive out there, uh turning everyone that has a cell phone into a instant photographer, I mean this. This removes that lag between you know when you reach for your phone, you hit the button, you swipe to unlock and boot the phone, uh, the camera up. Like you're there, you're ready, you're in the moment. You know you're you're doing this. I'm more interested to see what ends up with things like Field Trip, Niantic Labs with Ingress. Uh, we saw some augmented reality apps back when these uh, Android devices were first coming out with uh, Wikitude. Uh, Layer was one of the more popular ones. And the whole problem with those was it sucked uh, having to hold your phone up to get the augmented reality. So this obviously adds a whole new <laughs> layer, if you will, uh, to that experience, hopefully making it seamless. And if it looks like a 25-inch HD display from 8 feet away, that's that, that might be it. Shane? Well, think about Eric? Google
2: Translate, um, like how you can do the thing where you take a picture with Google Translate right, and then it translates right. like – a different language into into your native language so integrating that with google glass would make traveling you know anywhere you know to chinatown or overseas it would completely change the experience
4: yeah and with maps with street view i mean there's so much potential photosphere on google plus like imagine being immersed into that type of environment and then being able to Not necessarily have to remove yourself from the moment, from the experience and the emotion, but just while you are living it, seamlessly saying, "Okay, Glass, capture this." Okay, Glass, you know where are we going? Where's a pizza? Let's play uh, Dead Trigger. You know, it's it's uh, it's the possibilities are are endless. To be cliche, and I'm, I'm very excited for it for sure. So. Uh, were there any other specs? Mashable notes, there's a little left to imagination in the Google Mirror API, uh, with Google outright banning ads in glass apps. More interestingly, Google has apparently nice. also forbid developers from charging for glass apps, which makes one wonder how this entire affair is going to be monetized. Uh, the Ooh company, yeah, is that you? The company, what? Is that you, ooh, yeah? Ooh, yeah. No charging for apps? Monetization, what? I love it. This is our utopia. Free for all, free for everyone. Uh, and then earlier uh, on Tuesday, Google launched the My Glass Companion app uh, to the Play Store. So if you don't have Glass yet, you can still check out the interface on Android. And we'll throw a link to that in the show notes at attackoftheandroids.com. So, let's see. What else you guys want to talk about? Did you see the giant Transformer Android Windows 8 PC? We first mentioned this. Was it the AIO? Eric, what was that called? Yeah, I think it's the, like, IO. The so, IO, sort of, like, AIO, I thought. It was the all-in-one. If that's, yeah, All the, in AIO, one. the AIO. The yeah, AIO. the all-in-one. $1,300. It looks beautiful. Now, would you pay $1,600 for... A pixel, a Chrome Pixel, Chromebook Pixel, or thirteen Hundo for the AIO. Or fifteen Hundo for glass. <laughs>
3: <What> <laughs> That's th-
4: unfair. What do you think, Eric? Glass.
3: Glass. I, who needs a big display? If you, go glass.
4: If you got glass, who needs the big display, right? And I would probably go glass, but this this is this is such a great idea because like so many people, like if you're
2: a gamer and you need a Windows machine at least for now, mm-hmm. but you still want.
4: I mean, this Android tablet is awesome. Well, and it's Eric, so what what's the what's the argument you always hear people say? Like it's not like with uh, Chromebooks or or any of these uh, cloud OSs. Is- It's not a full... I can't run
2: Photoshop. Exactly,
4: right? I can't do Lightroom. I can't do Skype, or I can do Skype, I guess. But I can't do... uh, Yeah, you know, I can't edit videos or anything. So having the capability to... Even if you took the Nexus 10 and added the the capability to dual boot into Windows 8, pop it into the laptop dock, you know, there you go. It's almost powerful enough. Now this thing, for the, what, $1,200 you're going to spend, $1,300... It's 3.1 gigahertz Core i5, third gen. Uh, So it's going to run Windows 8 64-bit with a terabyte drive, 8 gigs of RAM, an NVIDIA GeForce 2 gig video card, DVD drive, a bunch of USB 3.0 ports, which the Chromebook Pixel only has 2.0, uh, HDMI out Bluetooth and then if you flip over to the tablet, the Android side of it, it's gonna run jelly bean 411, which is mm, okay uh, Tegra 3, two gigs of ram, 16 gig storage, uh, and then the cameras and a giant 76 milli, 7600 milliamp battery. So interesting on the difference in specs. Android probably uh, can't handle eight gigs of RAM yet, or an i5. It's interesting; it's got two processors in it. Uh, I think yeah. that they're
2: ju- literally just using the tablet as a screen. I, from what you I'm think? gathering, the the Windows piece is in the base. So when you pop that when you pop that tablet on there, you're just using the display part,
4: right? What do you think, Brian? I don't know. Is this exciting, you guys? <laughs>
1: I, I it's something I've been toying with. because, like for work, uh, we can't get away from using Windows, right? Right, exactly. We need to have Windows, we need to have it. But I've, I've been really trying to find a way to convince, and I having a new boss coming in, to convince her to switch over to like Google Apps and Chromebooks and whatnot. So something like this might be a nice alternative that, okay, fine, we need to go ahead and have this specific app or software for a PC. Boom, you have it. Take it with you. You now have a ginormous tablet to go with you, but it's still smaller than some you know, old laptops that would be.
4: What were you gonna say, Shane? Sorry, I totally didn't even see that. Raise your hand.
3: <laughs> I did, and you ignored it, so uh, the system isn't working. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I I think the problem with this I O thingy though it's the eighteen point four inch tablet that is crazy. Um, it's been years That's since a so laptop. Right. it's been years since a laptop. I don't think you can buy an 18.4 inch laptop at any point. Um, That's a tank. I I think it's kind of a waste of money. Buy the PC and then buy like a $500 Nexus 10 and then just worry about being able to get out your data. Don't worry about your Makes no
4: sense to me. Yeah, this thing weighs five point two eight pounds, so it is kind of a tank if you're just used to carrying around yeah. a tablet. But for what you get, I mean, that's that thing weighs. This is like,
2: for your couch. It's not for putting in your messenger bag and taking it to Starbucks. Listen like, here,
4: Eric. This is like I want to play Angry Birds while I'm watching Doctor Who. That's if what I this have, device is. If I have this beautiful device, you know I'm going to Starbucks pretentiously to write my novel. <laughs>
3: That's I wanna right. see you play and nobody's gonna steal this on a couch with an eighteen point four inch tablet. You know what so I would how, really do
4: is turn this thing into a thirteen hundred dollar cat toy by putting the app cat playground on it and letting the cat play with it. Scratch it all up. Oh man. Well, I I don't know. I think it's beautiful. It it's a little out of my price range for sure, but you know, I I'd take one if it was free. <laughs> yeah, <I> <laughs> what a ringing endorsement I know right if it's free I mean if you're giving them away, <laughs> you know F it why not Wait uh, for the fire sale let's see Ingress and Jawbone doing a promo together that's kind of interesting two things that pretty much would go together because Ingress encourages you to you know go outside nerd play go run frolic don't get arrested <laughs> watch out especially uh, if you're playing in Boston right now you do i I don't know if it's possible until people have Google Glass to not look like you're doing something shady while you're playing this game, like either you're driving around and doing the loop is what we call it here hitting the same five portals you know <laughs> in a row, so people see that which is weird, or you're blowing up resonators, which means you're running around and standing in random places looking at your phone it's i don't know it's it's hard to to not look scandalous when you're playing. But this is kind of interesting. Uh, Jawbone getting a little promo going with uh, with the Ingress, motivating people to get out of the car and walk to the portals. Go walk.
2: I, they, I hope that they open this up to like Fitbit and other companies because I, I was really sold on Jawbone a year ago, but then it took them a year and a half to create an Android app. Right. Good job, idiots. <laughs> yeah. But now, like, I've sort of, I've been looking, comparing all these things, and the new Fitbit uh, Flex, which is similar to this, which is coming out, I think, next month, I, it looks a lot more compelling to me. And so it's kind of depressing that the, you know, that the partner they go with, um, you know, isn't, like, it, that it's not an open thing, that it's just with Jawbone. So I really hope they open this up at some point soon because I think this could be a really cool addition to uh, to Ingress. But I'm the only uh, fat one. Yeah, here, so. I.
1: I...
4: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry. Good for,
1: for me. Ingress has been a great way to get uh, you know going jogging around because I got a nice little farm by my office. So you know, three times a day I'll get out and I'll you know do a little five ten minute little jogger. Are you resistant or enlightened? I'm enlightened. Really? Come on. The Android green has to be aligned. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I, the whole story on that one, anyways. But, uh, it's interesting to see the jawbone because really, jawbone is just there to to get you to measure your steps, right? So is it going to tell you, okay, ingress has allowed you these many extra steps? Has, uh, um, smurf. Fly. Um, is, <laughs> is uh, Wrong. Is it going to be what, what's what's the point like like you say with we've talked about Jamba Juice and Zipcar you know there seems to be some sort of direct tie what's the tie with Jawbone for it as well as is Jawbone going to have some sort of benefit for Ingress as well like it you know when you get the uh, the hint water you get a code when you rent a Zipcar you get the license plate and that's a code. Do you think What's, what's Jawbone going to offer?
4: Do you think it's like a reward system where once you run one mile, here's a code or something like that?
1: Well, that's what it would be interesting to see. So what happens, is that going to be that they're, what they're going to add right. in? Tom?
0: Oh, Actually, I'm a non-ingress player. I have no portals in my area. Okay. So okay. I have one portal. It's about a half-hour drive away. Well see worth it.
1: it. Submit, oh, submit.
0: But I can't understand them encouraging people to get out of their cars rather than, as you say, doing the loop. Because I don't know about where you guys are, but around here, we have a number of uh, roadblocks where they're scanning traffic. And if you have your phone on your lap or anywhere around you, you're yep. getting a ticket. And
4: you're starting to see that more and more. We, we, we have uh, two little towns up here in the valley that have that now.
0: So I can understand you know, Jawbone saying, uh, guys, let's get out of our cars and let's play it safe here. I can honestly see them doing that. I mean, it's better for everyone because you don't want people with a phone in their hand going, oh, I'm really close, only 25 more meters. I mean, that's not good, obviously, yeah. right?
4: and so I that's t- where I stand. I tend, non-player. if I play by myself and I'm just like, it depends what I'm doing, I'll tend to just drive. But if I'm going out and playing with people, we'll park somewhere and walk. And, you know, we're having conversations. We're discussing the... The algorithms in Ingress, like it's, it's a whole experience. You're not just going out to, to farm, but different, different use cases uh, and whatnot. They launched in 17 countries. Uh, Australia, Asia, Middle East, other European countries are imminent, but not yet. Uh, details about their international ties with the NIA, IQ Tech, and Hank Johnson are scarce, but leaked documents confirm Ingress scanner passcodes will be released by Jawbone in batches. Activation codes are rumored to be released to those who successfully complete challenges published by Jawbone operatives. This is from the Ingress Google Plus uh, community. So uh, they got a full... That'd be
1: cool because I think we've been talking about in Ingress, like we wanted to have more like missions in Ingress, <laughs> right? You know, Once you've got a farm or once you've, you've taken out of a couple portals, what else is there to really do? Well, and right? ta- I mean, think about
4: it—the next it's, level. It's nice to have some of the. And, and, oh, sorry. I, and think about when you're level eight. Like how how much more uh, interacted into the game are you going to continue to be? So they want. I mean, of course, they can just say, "Okay, now it's level twelve. Yay! Good luck." But they want to keep that long term. I think they see a big drop when people hit level five. And I, I think that's about the time people start to get burned out uh on it. But I don't know. I'm seven now and I'm still like into it, but I drive for a living, so it's not like I'm going out of my way that much more. So I don't know. Interesting uh promo though, for sure.
0: Hmm.
4: Eric, any other thoughts on that before we move on?
1: Not not really. Okay. How's that?
4: Uh, Eric Schmidt talking to all things D. We have a group of gadgets coming that is going to blow your mind. Oh my God. I.O., Google, Motorola, the X phone. Hmm, Who's excited for that? Is it even going to happen? Who knows? Uh, He says these are phenomenal. Very, very impressive. Uh, Great. This new generation of phones, or some other stuff that isn't a phone, think of it as phones plus. These are not just phones, my friends. These are phones plus Google plus. Think about it. They say, uh, if you're wondering when Google's newest wonder product, the cool, creepy glass, will become mainstream, Schmidt says it already has. Boom! Dun, dun, Minds dun. blown. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Shane yeah I just want to comment that the headline says the phones will blow you away but what Schmidt actually quoting the article is just saying that the phones are phenomenal right and will be re- re- so he uses a little less hyperbole than the uh, headline right
4: but of course he's not trying to get clicks it's
3: true you know or is, well, he? Actually, or is Google he Google oh! does try to get clicks <laughs> for that <laughs> that's, that's
4: awesome <laughs> And, Ryan, you, you, yeah, Vic and Dotra pretty much did say uh, the same thing, like, what, two, three months ago?
1: so uh, He was talking more about the, the cameras being uh, ah, superb. Right, I mean, like, right. Now, you know, are they, are they both pointing to the same device and saying this is going to be some new, great things? Plus, Motorola just making the announcement that they're making devices that are just Right. So, I mean, I think things are looking up in the next while.
4: Just right, as in we've completely removed Moto Blur and killed it with fire. We've killed (laughs) it and buried it and cut its head off and buried that, and then we burned it. (laughs) (sighs) God, I
1: hated Blur.
4: Did you guys ever have those old, like, the original Droid or the, the Droid X even or the two that had Blur on it?
1: Well, we called them the Razor. Uh, the Razor and the Razor, uh, the Atrix. The,
4: the Atrix?
1: Yeah. A- yeah, yeah, the Atrix. The oh, Atrix, man, yeah, yeah. For sure. Oh, what a terrible time. <laughs> so
4: horrible. I remember making
1: the, I mean, jump. the The last couple iterations of, of Blur were not bad. I mean, the last couple iterations were very close to stock and just had things like their um, – the switches, the, the sort of uh, like, the power panels, like the automated, and... like it knew. Yeah, but it was it was very close to stock. Like absolutely very 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 close to stock.
4: My last blur experience was on the Droid X, and I remember the first time I rooted and rom that thing. I put Liberty on it. I think like, it was just a whole new device. Uh, it blew my mind. Completely. Somebody using their smartphone for a phone. Nice. <laughs> Uh, let's see. What else you guys want to talk about? The ooh, yeah, We're still excited about the ooh, yeah. It scores low on a 3D benchmark, but, hey, what are you going to do? You know? Uh, people not it's happy. Still new. People not happy with the shipping schedule. It is. It's very, I mean, so new. So new. And we talked about well, this, dude, what was it, last week about the Verge review, and about how that was kind of unfair, about how they were... Reviewing it as a product to consumer, where it was very development still and what Shane.
3: I was gonna say I'm impressed by all these backers complaining about the shipping schedule because I didn't know that there were that many engineering and logistic experts who also <laughs> right. happen to back the Ouya who know exactly how this stuff should be done and how quickly it is and can tell Ouya how they're doing it wrong. Well, and they're honestly,
4: anything on Kickstarter like you when you back something like that. Unless it's like a, a music CD or like an art or a comic book. When it's things like this, the, it's, it takes time. Like, we didn't even have anything that was called the OUYA like six months ago. And now we have this full-on beta development product. Like, that's, that's pretty good, you know? But people, of course, on the internet are very ADD. Like, I mean, it's like, I need it, I need it like ten minutes ago. And I need it here. And, you know, it's, people are very impatient.
2: Hold on. Let's be fair, though, that be fair. Ouya, has a, Ouya has a fundamental customer service and communication issue right now. I think people are mad, not, not necessarily because it's delayed, but how the information is being fed to them. And the whole premise of, you know, when, when Ouya came on the scene, they said, oh, we're not going to be like those big guys. But then, you know, their idea of being open is sharing, you know, a like a little hand drawn graph that doesn't actually right. provide much information at all and people are seeing oh i backed this with the with the knowledge that i would be you know would be able to get this ahead of the retail launch when for some people you know being ahead of the retail launch is only going to be by maybe like 7 or 10 days which they you know i can see why people are upset is not commu- that company is not communicating things like they should be, which is just making this more of a more of an issue for them.
4: Well, I was going to ask, elaborate on their problems. Like, what what exactly is the problem they're having? And honestly, if if you're not a developer and you want to get this before it comes out for consumers, it's just going to frustrate you. You know, I mean, wait. Till I don't it's think finished. That it, I don't think it will at this point. Is it um, finished enough? You think?
2: I think so. I the library of games is not there. Well, right. But there are still some really fun games to play. Um, it it really it depends on your expectations. I think they've done a good job at at you know sort of managing people's expectations as to what they're going to get as early backers. Like when they first plug the console in, right? They they even said, hey, when you plug it in, there's going to be an update, and depending on your internet connection, it's either going to be a few seconds or. Maybe you should go make yourself a drink, and it'll be, it'll be <laughs> yeah. done by the time you get
4: back. Go take a nap, uh, and tomorrow morning, you can uh, maybe play.
2: I think it's just these logistical problems, and Shane's right. I mean, I'm, I am not, a, I'm not a logistics expert. I've never taken a product from you know, start to finish through a manufacturing process in China. But at the same time, I, I, think, I don't think that that gets them out of customer criticism.
3: Uh, no, not that it gets them out of them. I just don't think they're that late. They're that bad that anybody should be really complaining. No one should be complaining that they're not getting their game console. Quickly.
4: As long as there are things like what is going on in places like South Africa and stuff like that, nobody should be complaining, especially about <laughs> this kind of stuff.
1: First like, world on. problems. Exactly. I mean, uh, I think it, though, uh, it, when, you back, yeah. when you look at Kickstarter, Kickstarter should just be. A donation program, right? That's what I'm here to donate to help this guy get this thing going. If I get anything back from it, if I, if not a a tax donation receipt, then that should be just bonus.
4: Exactly, right? That's yeah, I like that. If if
1: a million, so Tom Ryan, did either of you
2: order it? Whatever. Oh, sorry, sorry.
4: No, go ahead. Did Tom or Ryan did either of you
2: uh, donate to the Kickstarter for the Ouya? Are you expecting this in the mail?
1: No. I'm not much of a okay. gamer anymore, so to me, it did I mean, the premise excited me, but again, to donate to a premise, I'm not really uh, losing right. much, so I didn't want to donate to it. Do you console game
4: at all, or what Like, what kind of uh, devices do you have that you?
1: I, I I have a Nintendo Wii that we use for Netflix. Nice. And the occasional <laughs> Mario game for my son, so that's about it, right? So, right on. Yeah. Other than that, my gaming consists of Angry Birds and Worms.
4: Nice <laughs> words. I like that. Uh, Tom, you got you didn't uh, order this at all. Are you excited by the concept of Android gaming or anything? Did Did any of you guys get in on like Shadowgun Dead Zone or any of the Madfinger games or Nova or anything like that on the tablets?
0: None. I mean, I I tooled around a couple of games here and there, but you know, I'm I'm the same boy as Ryan. You know, being a family man and having a full time right, job right. and everything. I don't got a lot of time to play games. So, I mean, like I said, I have an Xbox back here that hasn't been turned on in three months. <laughs> sure. You know, I, I play a computer game on, like, the odd hour or two I may have at night, and that's about it. I don't got much time else to waste away.
4: Yeah. I'm definitely impressed. Like, I when I got my Transformer Prime back in the day when those first came out, the, the quality of something like that that I can hold in my hand and play like a first-person shooter or third-person shooter, it it was really impressive. And so I I kind of kept along that line and, and using emulators and ROMs and my phone as a controller like I've I've kind of turned into this Android gamer of sorts and I mean more times than not my app picks on the show are games and so I, I am kind of intrigued by the idea that I can actually sit back on my couch and play with a real controller and I mean you can on the tablets you can pair a uh, you can use BT controller or whatever and pair a a, a regular controller to it but to have the the experience that's plugged into your TV and all that, I I think it's it's cool. Me and Eric are very excited for this. <laughs> Yay! So and uh, the article, what was this from Android Authority saying that they will be shipped by May? Is that am I understanding that correctly?
2: Yeah, end of May. You will for will receive so the end of May for all of the backers to have their have their devices and then. I think June 2nd or 3rd is when they become available uh, on Amazon,
4: Best Buy, all these other retail sites. Sure. Very exciting. Uh, All right. Was there anything else anybody wanted to discuss before we do app picks? Uh, Ryan, any articles that we might have missed that
1: caught your eye? Well, I was just looking through your little list there. I mean – Obviously, the you guys mentioned something about the who? Are, what are we going to pick? S4 or HTC One? Oh, that's a good. Well, idea. Tom is. Tom's got the HTC One on the way, and I'm very, very, very jealous of that. Um. That would be it's a, I'm really looking for that HTC One. That, that's my next device. I think.
4: I'm looking either when when my upgrade comes, depending on. I was liking the Note Two. Somebody said to wait for the Note Three. Uh, But I do have a Nexus 10 and a Transformer Prime, so I'm thinking maybe that might be too big, and then have a tablet, you know, maybe if I didn't have a tablet, that would be a good device. But that one looks nice, and I would, to be honest, after using Samsung devices, I started with Motorola, and before Android, I used uh, HTC, I really, really liked the HTC build quality. I like the Motorola build quality, and the Samsung one, I I don't know, man. It, I don't I'm not, I am do not like it. So I would be interested to get back to like a HTC device. And everyone's saying the one is, is where it's at. So I may that may well, be it's those
1: ultra pixels for me. I think is what makes it for me.
4: That's the do you do a lot that... of smartphone photography?
1: Not so much photography, but or? it is my it has replaced my camera. My my camera now is my review camera ah i use this for video reviews right so i don't use it for shooting i mean the fact that it's got uh great low you know low light receptors in it for the, the ultra pixel is going to be the the best thing i think that's that and i think you know tom also said the fact that's it got two front facing cameras i mean how many times you sit in the bed at night trying to play a game and you can't hear a thing because your hands are over the speakers yeah speakers so,
4: for sure the that's, I hate that one cool. when you're playing Ingress on the Galaxy Nexus and your hand covers up the sound. You think it glitched. You're like, Arr. but yeah, Tom.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with the speakers being on the back is a huge design flaw. I know why they're there, but I mean, the reason that they are there is horrible. I mean, you know, you said it on the chat here. When I had my Galaxy Nexus, I thought I was missing calls and yeah, because my speaker was broken. It's no, I had it on my couch. And yep. it silenced my phone to the point I was missing all my notifications. You've got to have it
4: upside down if it's on any kind of fabric. And I'll tell you, the, the Transformer Prime, speaker in the back. The Nexus 10, speaker's in the front. So much better experience. I mean, so much better. Night and day, for sure.
0: I bet. And that's why I went with HTC One. I mean, the build quality on previous HTCs were a little bit shaky in my mind. But the unibody metal frame is like... Yes, that's what they do. Do
4: you to do you have it, or you have it on pre-order? Or
0: I have it on pre-order. I could have it as early as this Friday, but I have like cases and stuff for it oh, already. Nice. I oh, was oh just
4: my. I'm I'm mainly curious because uh, again talking about the Transformer Prime having that aluminum back, they had a lot of signal problems. Uh, I'm curious to see if this device has those same problems. Uh, oh, having I the, get it. the aluminum back, <laughs> and if they. I'm more curious if they have to compensate for the signal absorption by boosting the radios, which will definitely drain your battery a lot quicker. So, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I drive around for a living, like I said, so I always have my car charger. So, it's really not a big deal. But if you're going out playing Ingress on your bike or something, you know, and you don't have your your bike charger or whatever, it turns into a a big deal. So, who knows? Tom?
0: Yeah, uh, I actually have a a friend in the U.K. He's a developer friend by the name of Kurt Kolbeck. He makes uh, some uh, inverted themes for us. Mm. And uh, he actually got his hands on an early copy of the uh, HTC One. It's not the LTE edition that the North Americas and you guys will get. Right. Regular GSM version. And he had said that it was the longest-lasting HTC phone battery he's ever used, ever. And that's speaking highly when it comes to HTC devices, because I've owned about 10 different varieties of HTC, and they've always been probably the worst out of all phones, just because Sense has got so much going on that it really chews the battery. That's my opinion. I mean, maybe not everyone will agree, but I always found that they were kind of on the lower end when it came to battery.
4: Well, it's good to hear, definitely, because I am I am noticing, like Shane mentioned a couple weeks ago, that the the Galaxy Nexus just kind of started taking a crap on him, and I'm noticing it on mine now, and I don't know, I haven't dropped it or anything, but it's it's an old device, and a, a lot of these, I'm not overclocking per se, but you know, it's it's it gets warm <laughs> when you have it plugged in, and it's Ingress is on at like 31 frames per second, just. Thing starts to cook, so I, it may it may be on its uh, on its last leg. So, uh, any other stories, uh, Tom? Was there anything in the the news that caught your eye this week that we uh, missed?
0: Uh, not really. I think you guys did a very good job of covering it so far. There wasn't a whole lot of news that was you know going to be uh, billboard sure. toppers or anything like that. But you guys been pretty good.
4: Good deal, Shane. Anything you wanted to mention before we do app picks?
3: Nope, I'm all set. Eric, you good?
2: I'm I'm fully sated and and satiated. Completely at this point.
4: satisfied. Good deal, Shane. You got to get out of here. You want to throw out your app pick first?
3: Yeah, I've been kind of highlighting some of these apps that get a rewrite <clears throat> into modern uh, Android design, ah, and yeah. the latest one is Slacker Radio, which you guys remember on the Gingerbread version kind of looked like crap, yep. and um, on a tablet didn't look much better. But they recently, in the last few months, the complete redesign. It kind of looks a little Windows-ish in terms of the color scheme, but it looks great. Um they finally went hollow and um if you I'm on a perpetual never-ending search for the perfect music service and so I'm trying <laughs> Slacker Radio out right now and uh, other people might like it as well.
4: I found that Slacker back when I was uh, experimenting with these services. Uh Slacker was good depending on the genre of music you were into. I was listening to a lot of punk, a lot of ska back then, and Slacker was definitely where it was at uh, over Pandora. But I guess for more mainstream stuff, Pandora is still where it's at. But if you're like me, you've been collecting MP3s for the last mm, 10 years, so you just uploaded all your stuffs to uh, Google Music. <laughs> Which is awesome. All right, I gotta uh, go, guys. Yeah, thank you, Shane. We'll. Uh, see nice to you, guys. We'll see yeah, you on the community, and we'll see you online. All right, uh, Eric, you got an app pick for us this week?
2: I do. It is uh, called Perfectly Clear for Android, Ooh. and I noticed this because it was it was featured in the Android app store. Um, be, I guess because it was on sale for fifty percent off, or maybe they put it fifty percent off because they were featured. I don't know. But it's really good. Um, basically what it does is you can either take pictures directly through the app or you can touch up old photos. And there, it has um, a couple of main preset uh, you know, tweaks that it will do to the picture. And what I really like is it has, this, uh, it has this system in place where there's a line going down the middle of the picture – and on one side of that line, it shows you what the picture looks like with the tweaks. On the other side, it shows you without the tweaks. And oh, you can cool. drag that line like from right to left, and and sort of see exactly how the picture would look. And if you like it, you can you can save the copy. Um, and and honestly, I think it does a very good job, um, especially if you have something that's low light and you're like, ah, damn it, that was a really good picture. It just right. you know, it's a little dark. This does a good job at cleaning it up.
4: Nice. That would be good for yeah. uh, those of us in the Aunt Pruitt smartphone photographer community, uh, messing Absolutely. around with all that cool smartphone photography stuff. Good pick. All right. Yeah, uh, it's, and
2: it's only $1.49 right now. That's, that is a whole 50% off, folks. What's a bog? You know, if math is your thing, <laughs> I'm sure
1: it is. Com- Eric, have you played with the, the photo to, uh like, compared that to like using Photoshop or, like, Snapseed sort of differences? So I, I did an article a while ago on the different types of editors and I didn't, I didn't use that one, but I, I like the the style and some of the editing looks good. Uh, but like, have you compared it to the other ones to sort of see like what puts it above those ones or
2: not recently, but I think that'd be a good idea. Um, Do I, some I used Photoshop a long time ago, but I never really, I don't, I don't take a lot of pictures <laughs> all the time. I'm not an aunt Pruitt, if you will. Um, <laughs> But uh no, I think that would be that'd be really interesting to see, especially since Photoshop is what, like ten bucks? Yeah, I, I wrote a review three? on
4: on Photoshop Touch back when we were writing for Groovy Post, and yeah, it was like ten bucks and it was it was a decent app for what it could do. Uh I also wrote a review of uh some quick ones for Dell's techpage onecom dot com and uh I ended up picking Snapseed, obviously it's the most popular one, and it does some amazing work. And then uh, I like those pixelator. Apps. They they have some uh, some really cool features. I thought so. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Ryan, you got an app pick for us? Uh,
1: yeah. Sure? Um, I don't know if you guys want to see any screenshots for it or not, but uh, uh, yeah, go for it, man. I, I I was using. I'm a big Google Reader user. As you know, as a blogger, we tend to be fair huge media consumption person (laughs) so when reader went down or is going down we're starting to scramble and so i I jumped on the feedly and i'm really trying to give feedly an honest go so i must say i really do like the app i'm still having issues with the website for some reason the website doesn't save my preferences but i gotta say i really actually like using the app itself it's actually really nice
4: they supposedly fixed that in the last update i don't know if it was web facing but as far as the app you didn't have to sign in each time and i think this was one of my app picks like 2 weeks ago because i'm a big reader user i have it linked for beyond pod to get all my uh podcast subscriptions and a lot of third party apps i use link to that so i'm hoping those developers will add feedly support or something else that that we can use but yeah the the last update for feedly i think it was just a few days ago it came out uh fixed mm-hmm. a lot of stuff and it's it's definitely smooth i like the notifications for it uh they'll pop up like when big news is happening uh it is it's really cool i don't use the
1: notifications oh cuz like i just i use it just to scan through a ton of it. So I like being able to have that, you know, a bunch of lists come through and I can just scan through the whole crap load of them and they'll just, you know, all get marked as red as I just scan through it. Yeah. It's, so that's, I, I really like that. It's, so,
4: it's way useful it's if way you to do a uh, podcast. Like I host uh, like four different shows on all different things. So I have my lists for each one so I can quickly build a, a document rundown and everything. Very, very useful for, for that. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Eric? Google readers going away? I know. Oh man. I forgot. You're <laughs> in uh you're in Myanmar where there's no civilization, Eric. This is going to be. I'm in the a... future. I could have heard this before, you guys. <sighs> Eric, I'm this so sorry horrible. to be the Oh man.
1: we will have it still hurts. I still have butt hurt from it. Well. <laughs> uh...
4: <laughs> uh... I'm still We'll have a, a Hangout cry after the show.
1: Uh, I've i had some cries over <laughs> there. <laughs> so sad.
4: <laughs> All right, uh, Tom, you got an app pick for us?
0: I do. My app pick is called Blacked Out, and it's for a sound engine mod and other uh, stock Google ROMs. I use this on my Nexus 4. And unlike any other themes, this is actually a system-wide theme, and it actually inverts all these apps down here you can see, and the list just goes on and on and on and on and on. So using Airdroid, this is actually how it looks on my phone right now.
4: This is awesome, by the way. I mentioned that uh, I asked you guys how you were doing that when I joined your uh, Android Coliseum show, and that is... That's really cool. We're, we might yes. have to start using Let's that.
0: Let you guys you know, see what we see. So, I mean, this theme alone, I have not modified any files except for running in mod. I have not inverted anything. This is just the theme. Right. My text messages, everything's inverted.
4: That's cool, My man.
0: Emails all inverted, you know. I'm talking everything here is inverted.
4: And now, do you find that having it inverted saves battery because you're not lighting up all those pixels, or does that not make a difference?
0: Uh, That does not make a difference on LCD phones because Um, there is always a backlight. I got you. But if you have a Galaxy phone that has the AMOLED screen...
4: A pen tile?
0: It does save battery then because blacks are actually black, and there's no lit up behind it. So yes, on a galaxy devices that have the analog, it does, but on our, like for your galaxy Nexus, it will, but on mine, my Nexus four, it won't because it obviously doesn't. Interesting. Have the, you know,
4: That's really cool. I didn't point. know that.
0: Even my Google plus is inverted. That's Everything, really nice. I like that. <laughs> all from just a simple theme. And there's no like mod, mod, excuse me, modifying anything like uh, this is You're always going to be eligible for your app updates or anything. You don't have to worry about modified versions. So that is my app pick. It is called Blacked Out. X costs like 2 bucks, but if you like the black, dark look like I do, you're going to love this. So that's my app pick.
4: That's cool, man. Thanks, Tom. All right, I got another game for you guys. This one, I'm intrigued by the story. It's called Vector, and it's basically like Temple Run, except that there's a ton of things you have to remember. It's like Temple Run meets Parkour. Um, I'll show you what the game looks like. And these are... Aerodroid would be key for this, because trying to play these games backwards is such a pain. I make such a <laughs> fool out of myself. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, you got to do all these moves, and it's just... Dun, 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 dun. We're running. Bust through the window. Yeah. Jump. And jump. And jump. Look at me go doing flips. And jump. Jump up. So, you get the idea. And jump. Wait. And jump. And slide. Anyway, it's called Vector. Uh, if you like, cannibalt Shh. <laughs> all right excuse me if you like cannibal if you like temple run it's another cool running game like that uh the story is kind of interesting so oh, there you go it's called vector <laughs> stupid tablet uh it's called vector so check it out on the play store links to all of our app picks for episode 78 will be on attack of the uh, as long uh, along with the show notes and the hangout rerun so we post all that stuff over on the site, uh, thank you guys. Android Coliseum, uh, you guys want to throw out some plugs,
1: Ryan? Uh, Android Coliseum, a uh, little more of the Canadian spelling, the French-Canadian spelling, C-O-L-I-S-E-U-M. Uh, look us up on Google+, I mean, that's where we tend to do a lot of our hangout time on there, and we do our podcast or Friday night hangouts on Friday nights about the same time, so...
4: That's awesome. We do our Friday night hangouts on Wednesday mornings. You can catch us. <laughs> no, that's cool. And yeah, that was a good time, definitely. We'll have to uh, keep uh, trading back and forth between shows. Definitely a good time. Uh, do you write anywhere online for any sites, or do you do any, any blogging like on your own that you want to mention or anything like that?
1: Yeah, on the Android Coliseum. We have a, oh, okay, a blog. It's, it's on... just one of the features of the blog is, ah, our, gotcha. is our Friday night hangout. So, right on.
4: Yeah. Uh, Tom, anything you want to plug before we wrap this up?
0: Ryan pretty much said it all. I think it's great that you guys had us here. And uh, I, I really love that, again, our two sites can get together and have a kind of a collaboration. That's fantastic. It's great to see amongst, you know, little blogs like us.
4: Yeah, definitely. We got to stick together if we're going to try to even think about competing with the uh, larger Don't sites. you call me a little blog. Hey, listen here, Eric. <laughs> Eric, where are you writing at these days? <laughs> sucker. Eric, that's you. What? Where are you writing at? I don't know. Eric, where can people email us? I'm on Attack of the theandroids.com. Eric, Eric, listen, where can people email us at? They can email us at show at attackoftheandroids.com. They can also leave us a message at 406-204-4687. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, write us a review, check us out on the Google Plus community, and interact throughout the week with interesting things we post. Check out yes. yet another tech show tomorrow night and Ant's smartphone photographer hangout on Thursdays. Uh, I got some hip-hop up on the Google Play Store. If you guys want to check it out, just search for Matt Lee. You'll find it there, and links, like I said, will be in the show notes. Android Coliseum, it's been a pleasure. We'll catch you guys next week for Episode 79. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye.
4: Bye-bye. Yeah. It's, it's a Attack, attack. of... Oh. The Androids. It's attack of The Androids. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com